Okay, people, tomorrow morning, 10 a.m., Santa's coming to town. Oh, my God! Would you please tell him that instead of presents this year, I just want my family back. Rudolph, with your nose so bright, won't you guide my sleigh tonight? It must be magic. I must find some way to keep Christmas from coming. Nobody's walking out on this fun, old-fashioned family Christmas. Isn't there anyone who knows what Christmas is all about? True, Charlie Brown. I can tell you what Christmas is all about. Seeing isn't believing. Believing is seeing. The best way to spread Christmas cheer is singing loud for all to hear. Welcome back to another episode of Tis the Podcast, the podcast that's determined to keep the Christmas spirit alive all year, every year. I'm Anthony. I'm Julia. I'm Tom. Happy Friday, y'all. This is a weird night for us. This is a weird night to record. It's a weird night. I was all I was all in my Friday groove of come home from work, die a little on the big chair, and watch some Dateline, and <laughs> we decided to record too. Throw me all out of whack, but I almost prefer to end my week this way. Me too, especially because it means it's only like three days before we talk again, four days before we talk again, whatever it is. So less of a wait. How was your week? Mine was amazing and exhausting. I am mm. completely spent and ready for a weekend. It was a grueling week. I feel like this week is very grueling. Mm-hmm. But long. It was a long week. We have started training Luna. How's that so, going? How's that going? It's fun. We've been watching YouTube videos on dog training and started a YouTube dog training course. Uh, so far, I can get her to leave stuff alone. Let's leave it. Sit. Lay down and give me a high five. Oh, smart pup. Yeah. Uh, my dog can do all that except for he just, I cannot get him to stop jumping. We're oh, working stop on jumping. that. Mm-hmm. He's very food oriented too. Like he knows the words and what to do. But if you're not holding food, he's kind of like, Ugh, what's my motivation here? <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> um. Yeah, my week was long, but it's the weekend now. I feel like this next month is going to be really long because we are a month away from the Batman and it's been a long wait for this movie. And I feel like it's just going to be the last 30 days here are going to be super long. You have tickets purchased yet or anything? They go on sale February 10th. It's exciting. It's going to be good. So Ethan's excited about it. Purchasing them. Smart kid. Yep. He's like, that looks really good. I'm like, yes. Which translates to, let's go see it when it comes out. Good. You should. Yeah, I want to. It's just cinematography wise. It looks like it would be very pretty on the big screen. Yeah. Did y'all see we got some more news regarding the Santa Claus miniseries today? Yeah, we did. Elizabeth Mitchell is coming back as Mrs. Claus, which I'm glad they announced it. I would not have wanted her recast. Mm-mm. No. I'm you glad. don't really want anybody recast in this except Curtis. Mm-mm. <laughs> can, can we just, just not there? <laughs> just not there. Can Can Curtis and Chet have lost have left the North Pole a long time ago? <laughs> they They got well. They did leave a long time ago, and Curtis was riding Chet, and they got sucked into a plane turbine. 
Um, so we don't have to ever worry about them coming back. There's, there's oh no my Christmas gosh. magic. There's no Christmas magic that can heal what happened to Curtis and Chet. Did that sound like was that <laughs> was that real time audio that, of Chet getting sucked into an airplane turbine? <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> so convincing. Oh, <laughs> I am. I can't wait to see more from this miniseries, though. I hope it releases this year. They didn't say, but I assume if they're shooting mm-hmm. now, it probably will. Yeah, I mean, that should be enough time, right? Yeah. <laughs> Since I know I think so. how long stuff like that actually takes, that should be enough time. Did either of y'all watch Wheel of Time? No. no. How was it? Infuriating. Oh, really? Oh, not as good as the books? Uh, no, not anywhere near as good as the books. They change way too much stuff in ways that don't make sense. Mm-hmm. They add a lot of weird romance that should not be there. Uh, I just don't get it. No, I know. I told Sarah I can't be a pervert anymore on social media because Julia's daughter added me on Facebook. So there goes the end of my adult. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So I'm pretty thank sure. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. She's friends with you on um, or her and Ethan both can see your posts on Instagram. And so, yeah, I think they both follow me. So they do. And so that Eminem last week, oh. like about, it was, it was. I swear, your sometimes your posts hit me in like, I don't. Maybe I look at Instagram so casually that my brain is always in that kind of like, you know, <laughs> mode. But like there, there have been a few of your posts. Oh, that I will have opened. Anthony. I will have opened Instagram, and it's just like on my phone, and I'm doing something else, and then I look at it, and I'm like, "Dear God!" <laughs> and I flip off of it. <laughs> what is wrong with you as a person? <laughs> What's wrong with me? What's wrong with Tucker Carlson? Tucker Carlson legit says he's no longer attracted to brown M and M's; that they're less sexy. Yes, you didn't see that whole thing. Because- I didn't read the post. I just zipped past it. What was the whole thing? He well, I saw that the redesigning the M and M's. Yeah, the, and not even redesigning them. They're not. They're just taking the high heels off the women and they're them giving sneakers. them different shoes. Sneakers. That's and it. Tucker yeah. Carlson's like, so they do, they want to take away the sexiness of the M and M's now. Like if they if they if M and M's can't be sexy anymore, we lose. You want a whole rant? So there's a whole wait, wait. Twitter news they cycle are, about. They are round. They are round. Like, no, they're 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 just like a big circle with hands and feet. Yeah. There's, and 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 Tucker, I I'm sorry, I'm sorry, my mind is blown. I try to avoid reading stupid. Okay, no. I really do. You really should. He said that awesome. they were sexy. There was a whole Twitter news like cycle about it for a week because people were just mocking him because like it's absurd, obviously. Oh my gosh. So. So what's wrong with me? What's wrong with Tucker Carlson? That was a, I was just making a point to be shocking. <laughs> Please. In more uh, PC, PG pop culture news, yeah. uh, did y'all see Mike Flanagan's The Fall of the House of, House of Usher started filming this week? I did not. After the cast started posting behind the scenes videos of them arriving on set and stuff. I'm excited. 
I am too. Edgar Allan Poe and Mike Flanagan and yeah. his usual cast of actors he puts together. Yes, please. Yeah, that's a magic combination right there. Yep. I am very excited. And Julia, if you're not watching Peacemaker yet, it is now the number one oh. most streamed show in the world. Okay. I just so the good. list of things I need to watch, but I can't with kids awake. No, you definitely cannot with the kids. I am. I know. It That's is- problematic because I tend to fall asleep before they do. <laughs> but just do it anyway. Fall asleep before they do? I do. No, just watch it with them. They've got to learn this stuff at some point anyway. <laughs> it's not like it's not like it's not like mouse. It's not like you know it has nudity and uh, occasion and has a bad ending that portrays Germans as bad. You're fine. <laughs> How do the same people have been moaning been bemoaning cancel culture for years? Why are they banning books all over the country? Because they're Nazis. They're trying to rewrite history. Joy Reid, who I'm not a fan of, made a good point, though. January 6th is not going to be in any of these history books in the Red States. Yeah. We're not going to let them forget in the Red States. I hope you're right, Tom. I do have a Christmas-themed movie question for y'all. Okay. Oh? And pretend you haven't heard this when I tried to talk about it with y'all a few days ago, but we kept cutting cutting out. I don't think Tom actually heard it. I probably didn't it. hear it. <laughs> so. so so, with the Santa Claus miniseries sequel being announced, A Christmas Story Christmas being announced, Peter Billingsley, how long until do you anticipate within the next few years they will at least try to back a truck full of money up to get, do like a, an elf or a Christmas vacation sequel with the original cast. Ugh. Whether I mean, or not I'm they sh- actually succeed, do you think they're going to try? Seeing how popular these requels are, I imagine well, I think they've they tried try. more than once. Yeah, I think they've tried more than once with Elf, but Will Ferrell doesn't want to get back in tights. Well, yeah, and I wonder if they've tried lately with Christmas Vacation because ain't nobody want to see Chevy Chase on screen anymore. That's also true. Or work with him. So that one would be tricky. I'm morally opposed know. to About, both of those remakes, by the way. I mean, uh, I'm continuations, to, whatever. I'm opposed to all of them. Yeah. But at the same time, and I know Will Ferrell like was too, is too, as far as yeah. we know. But at the same time, living in the age of requels and he's seeing how successful a lot of them can be, like the new Halloween and people getting excited with the Santa Claus. I do wonder if like, the success of things could change mine. So I'm curious to see where it Maybe. goes. Maybe. I don't know. But for the record, I am opposed to both. Just as I was opposed to... I'm excited for the Santa Claus, but also nervous. The only one I was actually really excited for was Hocus Pocus. Yeah. But okay. I've been wanting a sequel to that for ages. I'm still nervous about it, given Home Sweet Home Alone's quality. But we'll see. It was too good for you? You were just Man, amazed bad. and impressed? Also, remember I told you guys about Geeky Tiki's? I am drinking my tea out of a Geeky Tiki today. How cute it is. Oh, I saw it immediately. This is Fruit Brute. You know, the monster Halloween cereal, Fruit Brute. Okay. I was in a very Halloween horror movie type mood today. So I got out one of my Halloween folly type Geeky Tiki's. I have a Count Chocula Geeky Tiki as well that I was... uh, drinking tea out of yesterday when i recorded with jerry d which was, was that fun always fun 
Okay, we covered Jack Frost, the Rankin Bass special, which we have not yeah. done on this show yet. Yeah. And as far as Rankin Bass specials go, this one's really out there comparatively. <laughs> and it's really weird. Yeah, I know, Julia. <laughs> but like for me, it's one of my lesser Rankin Bass specials. But it was probably the most fun I've ever had recording with Jerry D. We were just <laughs> laughing the entire time. Like, it actually made me want to go back and rewatch it again. Like, when okay. he asked the hap, hap, happiest moment, I was like, I had no happy moments with this one. So this recording is by far my hap, hap, happiest moment <laughs> dealing with this special. <laughs> <laughs> so it drops Groundhog Day because there's a Groundhog narrator. So check it out, y'all. Huh. <laughs> that <Okay>. Julia's face. <laughs> Rankin Bass, tell you what. Rankin Bass, I'll tell you what. Speaking of telling you what, tonight we are covering the 1992 made-for-television Christmas film, To Grandmother's House We Go. Quick plot synopsis for those that don't know. Two goofy crooks kidnap twin little girls who have left home to get out of their mother's hair. Hey, that's accurate. Short and sweet. Thank you, Google. Um... So this film was directed by Jeff Franklin, who was the creator of Full House, which makes sense, given that this stars the Olsen twins and has cameos from other Full House members. Yes. It debuted on ABC as a star vehicle for the Olsens, who were starring Full House at the time, and this marked their first appearance as separate characters. So this was the first of of many strings of movies and TV shows where they played separate characters. So... Let's run through the cast and we'll do histories and everything. So this is directed by Jeff Franklin, like I said, who is most well known for doing Full House. But he's also done, he's written for Laverne and Shirley and Bosom Buddies. Um, he created Bosom Pain Buddies. with Mr. Cooper. Oh, that show. Bosom Buddies. He's so also, <laughs> it was something, he's also yeah. written and produced <laughs> It's Gary Shandling's show and Malcolm and Eddie and just one of the guys in february 2018 franklin was fired from fuller house after complaints about verbally abusive and vulgar language in the writer's room Ooh. uh-oh uh-oh in, in june 2019 the hollywood reporter revealed details saying it was basically you know over sexualized comments and inappropriate conversation relating to the me too movement that made people very uncomfortable Wow. And a little bit of trivia about this guy as well. In 94, he bought uh, a 150 Cielo Drive. What address is that? I know Julia should know it, the true crime buff. The House of the Tate Murders. (gasps) Oh, my goodness. He bought the house? Yep. That's super weird. That's weird. Yeah. So, but that house today, I don't know if he did it or not, but. It's demolished and a new mansion was built in its place. So I don't think I still could even yeah. do that. Nope. No. I'd like I would definitely of... not live in the same house, but would never live on that land. And I don't know that I'd force anybody else to ever live on that land, especially unknowingly. Yeah, for real. I hmm. mean, that's one of the most notorious murder houses in the US. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, this movie was written by Jeff Franklin as well. The music was done by Richard Bells. He one of his most notable works was the miniseries Stephen King's It, the one with John Ritter and Tim Curry. Yeah. Oh. 
He also composed a score for Star Trek Deep Space Nine episode, The House of Quark. He worked with the Walt Disney Imagineering to write the score to the Animal Kingdom attraction Countdown to Extinction, which was later renamed Dinosaur. Dinosaur. Yeah, Born. man. Yep. It's a fun ride. Terrified dude. <laughs> really scared him. <laughs> the picture was amazing. So I love looking back at our <laughs> pictures to our first trip to Disney when I was like in second grade and my sister was younger. Because she has the same screaming, crying, terrified expression on every single ride picture. Like clutching on to dad as we're going down Splash Mountain. Like the same expression. So funny. <laughs> really I'm totally going to bring those to her wedding somehow. Oh, do October. that. That's a great idea. You could scan them on your phone and then just bring your pit your phone. That's also and true. Project it. Like a Tom with the technology, my future uh, national security advisor right here. That's right. Uh, this movie stars Mary-Kate and Ashley Olsen as Sarah and Julie Thompson. Mm-hmm. Now I'm surprised it's taken us five years to do anything with the twins, considering how many movies and TV shows they've had, specifically TV shows that have had Christmas episodes. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is kind of a milestone, yeah. given the fact that they are so big. Um, obviously, they got started as Michelle Tanner on Full House. They starred in, I don't even know how many direct-to-video movies. They've done Double Double Toil and Trouble, which is a Halloween version of this film. Not the same family or characters, but essentially the Halloween version of this film. Uh, Passport in Paris, Our Lips Are Sealed, Winning London, Holiday in the Sun, uh, When in Rome, Getting There, The Challenge, New York Minute. And they had other TV shows as well, including So Little Time. They had another one with the single dad and he was dating his student. I forgot what that was called. Ew. Gross? Was it called Gross? That, that might have been my favorite one, though. <laughs> That's what I would call it, it called? Gross. Inappropriate? Um, Illegal? So, yeah. And obviously, Mary-Kate Olsen has her own fashion line now and was there when Heath Ledger died. Hmm. As I like to point out that. Interesting fact. This is a crime-heavy uh, <laughs> behind the scenes. Yeah, it is. <laughs> <laughs> What's your favorite Mary-Kate and Ashley, y'all? Uh, full house full house double double toil and trouble for me okay that's an option that's a good option (laughs) that is an option (laughs) uh playing their beleaguered single mother is Rhonda thompson is cynthia geary she is best known for her role as Shelley Tambo on Northern Exposure, which earned her two primetime Emmy nominations. That's it. That was it. I was like, she's so familiar faced. That's why. She did have a very familiar face, and I didn't realize it. She's done a lot of uh, made-for-TV movies. She has done other Christmas stuff, including Switchmas, which was a Hallmark film. American musical comedy Christmas film. So she'll pop musical. up again at some point. All right. I don't really know her from anything except Northern Exposure, though. And this now. Yep. Playing Eddie Popko, the UPS driver who is obsessed with 
westerns and lotto tickets and has a massive crush on Rhonda is J. Eddie Peck. He is best known for his role of Cole Howard on The Young and the Restless and Jake Martin on All My Children. Oh, he was on an episode of Diagnosis Murder. Yep. I liked that then show. Murder, she wrote. Knight Rider, Cheers, Dynasty, Dallas. So he's done. Oh, he starred in 12 episodes of Kyle XY, which I really liked that show, actually. That ABC Family Show. Um, I don't know why. You know how sometimes I think it's because this movie starred the Olsen twins and I remembered Bob Sag and Lori Laughlin had cameos in it. Mm-hmm. But I've. Not to get ahead to my history, I don't know why, but when I pictured this character in my head, I always, for some reason, substituted John Stamos in there, but obviously it wasn't him. But they should have gotten him. Would have made for a more charismatic I, Christine's like, they have the whole cast of Full House here, and I was like, no, they're missing the important, the the, uh, the A-listers. And she's like, who's the A-listers? And I'm like, John Stamos, obviously. And Candace Cameron, oh no, she was there. She was in this. I stand (laughs) by what I said, though. Coulier. 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 I, I stand by what I said about who the A-lister is. <laughs> None of this negates what I said. Anyway, and then it then I realized that this that this guy, you know, the, this guy that they got is like Orin John Stamos from Wish.com. 100%. <laughs> I could totally – that's a vibe I got. They wrote this for a John Stamos type, and they couldn't get John Stamos, so they went for a lesser actor. 100%. I got that vibe, too. Mm-hmm. Um, they did get two TV comedy legends for the FPD Bandits, though. Mm-hmm. We have Jerry Van Dyke as Harvey, and he is obviously known for the Dick Van Dyke show. He and Coach. That's where Coach. I'm going from. Me too. Yep. Um, oh, that he, show was so much fun. Coach is that so was good. a fun show. We should. Do they have Christmas episodes? They must. Oh, have they have to have a Christmas seasons. episode. They must. Um, he was Dauber. in My Mother the Car. Christmas of the Van Damned. Yes, they do. Oh, Coach wow. Christmas Brains. Yes. Sorry. Uh, he did the Ed Sullivan show, the Andy Williams show, the Gary Moore show, the Judy Garland show, Perry Mason. I mean, this guy's been in a lot, right? Fantasy Island, Charles in Charge, the Drew Carey show, Diagnosis Murder, et cetera, et cetera. Are you Jerry Van Dyke fans? I like Jerry Van Dyke. Yes. I do too. We and it was birthday. from Coach that I really liked him. It's kind of un-American not to, right? I think I so. I think so. Just like it's un-American not to like his brother Dick Van Dyke. That's right. Disagree. <gasps> what? Is this Tom no, trolling? Kidding. Yes, oh, totally okay. trolling. And then playing his, again, we see this dynamic of the dumb husband and the more uptight wife. Playing his uptight criminal wife is Ray Perlman, uh, playing Shirley. And again, she's obviously known love. as Carla on Cheers. That's her most famous thing. For um sure. She played the mom in Matilda. She was married to Danny DeVito for years. I think they only just got divorced in 2017. But, you know, it worked out for them. They said they're better friends now than they were married. So I'm happy that worked out for them. It worked out. Um, and again, she's guest starred in a lot of stuff. She's bound to show up again, right? Oh, she's bound to show up again, for sure. How to Marry a Billionaire, Christmas Tale, a television movie from 2000. So there's... No thanks. She's on Frasier as Carla. 
you know, she's hot in Cleveland. She's been in a lot of stuff. The Mindy Project. She was in 17 episodes. <laughs> what? The way you said she's hot in Cleveland. <laughs> like, only in Cleveland is Ray Perlman considered hot. Never mind. It just came out funny. You're hilarious. You're hilarious, my friend. She was in the Christmas thought... Choir, which is a television movie. So she's done Christmas to me for TV movies. So we'll definitely cover her again. Um, I even before Cheers, always think of her for Matilda because Matilda. When I first read the first Harry Potter book. I pictured her and Danny DeVito in that movie as the Dursleys because they were the Dursleys. Oh man, yeah, I could see how that translates from Matilda to Harry and the Potter. brother too. She had that yeah. selfish, overweight brother, so they were the Dursleys to me before hmm. they were cast as other people. Obviously, but yeah. So I'm a fan of her. I've, I've always liked her. I mean, she's another TV legend. Mm-hmm. Um, starring as Detective Gremp is somebody who I thought was giving off serious Cowardly Lion vibes until Sarah said the Cowardly Lion was like the 30s. There's no way that's the same guy. <laughs> Stuart, Stuart Margolin, um, who was obviously Evelyn Martin on The Rockford Files, and he was in Brett Maverick. Death Wish, MASH, Mary Tyler Moore, The Monkees, Hill Street Blues, 30 Rock, Republic of Doyle. That's a fun show. The X-Files. I don't know what that show means. The Republic of Doyle is like a detective show set in St. John's, Newfoundland. And speaking of Newfoundland, the great-grandma Mimi is from St. John's, Newfoundland. Florence Patterson, the actress. Uh, she was the daughter of politician George Nightingale. She taught theater. She was part of the St. John's Players in 1954, won awards at drama festivals before moving to Halifax, where she performed in Neptune's Theater Company. She played the role of Mary Mercer in Off of the Fields Lately in 1973, and later reprised the role in Mike Newell's 1976 television adaptation. She was in the 1990 adaptation of Stephen King's It as Miss Kirsch. And she played Hannah in Little Women in 1994. Hmm. Okay. And I think that's pretty much all the main cast. Um, We'd be remiss if we didn't say there were cameos from Bob Saget, may he rest in peace, Laurie Laughlin, Candace Cameron Bure, and Andrew Barber as well. They were all Mm -hmm. in that big win-o-lotto scene at the end. Mm Mm-hmm. Which we'll talk about that weird game show. Is it was even a game show? I don't know what that was. But so yeah, you get a lottery ticket. I don't, we'll talk about it when we get there, I guess. <laughs> so, do either of y'all have histories with this film, Julia? None. Tomas, I've seen it. Uh, this and to, and Double Double Toil and Trouble we watched a lot growing up in our house. Well, like like when we were really young. I haven't seen it in years. I was again. Tom's uh, dismay here because he doesn't like it. I was always a bigger fan of Double Double Toil and Trouble um, because that Clars Leachman in it <laughs> pulling double duty as twins herself. So yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. This thing was, you know, kids go through the whole Mary Kay and Ashley phase, right? Uh, <laughs> I never. I did, would be. But... I would be. I'm not going to talk. Well, we'll get into their acting in a bit. 
I will say that uh, Sarah told me to go easy on them because she was a big Olsen Twins fan growing up. Yeah. And whenever I tease her that, well, look who's the famous Olsen now. She's like, she'd be nothing without her sisters. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> I don't think that's a true statement. I mean, they were the ones who got started the acting in the family, in fairness. Yeah, but, I mean, she's actually a, a really good actor. I think what she meant was, who knows if she would have like made that transition to Hollywood without being yeah. part of the family if she didn't see the family go through it. Right. Um. All right, so let's just dive right in. We get an opening scene that uh, it's the best form of birth control I've ever seen in my life. And I say this as somebody with no kids who wants kids one day, but this put me off for a few years. Uh, we see five-year-old twin sisters sarah sarah and julie um who are typical five-year-olds or (laughs) you know they are obnoxious (laughs) they are pains to their poor single mother um they're going around waking her up in the morning before the alarm goes off they're dumping oatmeal all over themselves. They're going around saying, I love you more. I love you more. I want to wear that hat. No, I want to wear that hat. And, oh, man, not to get too graphic, but parts of my body disappeared within itself, y'all. <laughs> Watching this opening scene. Which, for those of us, for those listening, didn't change much. Oh, my gosh. How would you know, Tom? Matt Yurick told me. Oh, <laughs> man. Him right under the bus. <laughs> <laughs> Out of all the names you picked, you picked Matt Yurick. <laughs> well, I, I, I posted that, that picture in Discord, and he's like, I'm surprised Anthony let you post a picture from, his, from above his bed. And I was like, yeah, thanks for getting it for me. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Did you not see all of that, Anthony? <laughs> no, I didn't. He's been busy hosting the episode. <laughs> Oh, this was a while okay. ago. Okay. Um, so let's talk about their... <laughs> okay, to come back from that. Let's talk about these... The acting of the Olsen twins. Where they were just never great actresses. Are they legitimately five years old in this movie? They're six in this movie. I mean, I don't know. the fact of how well they... Like can function as six, five or six year olds on screen. Like it's probably pretty remarkable, honestly. I don't know that I expect them to be amazing actors, but like two of them. (laughs) Right. Okay. Fair point. Fair point. You had a director, I had to wrangle them. They had to memorize lines. Right. They did all that well. Right. I, I would just question, is that acting what they're doing or are they just being their age? But no. Probably the latter. But it is remarkable that they were they did so much TV and movies at this age. Yeah. Because, uh, I mean, look at the average five or six year old, right? Like you yeah. can hardly get them to get dressed <laughs> without exactly. an issue. So I'll, I'll give them credit for that. But. I don't find that to be a funny joke, Anthony. That hits way too close to real. It wasn't a joke. It was supposed to be real. <laughs> okay. Well, I just feel traumatized by it. 
I will say what they had going for them, very much like Macaulay Culkin, who I have am on record as saying he wasn't the best actor. They had the cute factor. They were cute at this age. Super cute. They really were. Yeah. Yeah, they definitely were. But these children are not perfect little Michelle Tanner with a whole big loving family around them. They only have one mom. Well, one parent. They're single mom because dad walked out. We learn. And mom is struggling to keep it all together because Mm -hmm. she works at the 7-Eleven. She's picking up extra shifts. She hasn't told the twins she has to work Christmas Day yet. Mm -hmm. um, She's really struggling. And the kids have no clue about any of this until they overhear her complaining to their babysitter who happens to be her best friend like she's at wit's end she just wishes she could have a break she cries she just wants a little vacation for mom some mom time Mm -hmm. and i'm not a parent but that felt real to me because i know friends who have done that alone who and even not even not alone and with people and they still have that moment sometimes where it's like, I just need a break. Like, it gets overwhelming to them. Yes. Accurate. So the twins feel bad about this. So rather than talking to their mom about or deciding to behave better, they're like, we're going to go visit great-grandma and Edgemont. Um, <laughs> because great-grandma sent them a gift, one gift for the two of them. And... I said, come visit us for Christmas. And they were like, please, mom, please, mom, please, mom. And she's like, we can't. So they know there's a standing invitation. So they plan on, let's run away. Good for the great grandma. (laughs) Give her a break. Um, So while this is also going on, another aspect of mom's life here is she has a very, she has a, FedEx driver, who is essentially a UPS driver, whatever the company was called mm-hmm. in this film. RDS. Who... Is that really what it was called in here? I thought so, because it was the RDS bandits, right? FPD. Oh, okay, never mind. You're just saying random letters now? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yep, I guess so. FPD. FPD. So, he's Mr. Flirty McFlirtface with this woman. He goes into... He goes into the store. And he's not even good at flirting because he's like, "How about you come on oh. by my house and make me dinner later?" Like, yeah, that's he's what terrible. every woman wants to hear on a first do on a first date. Yep. Um, and to mom's credit, she has no time for him. She thinks he's a loser. Yes, <laughs> especially she does. <laughs> she really does, especially because what does he spend all his money on every single day? Junk food and lotto not tickets. All. Not all of his money. He just no, but ticket. He's, but he has a system. He yeah, what's he his system, a, Tom? What's his system? He won a million and a half dollars, didn't he? Not yet. What's his system? What did he say his system was? I don't remember. He, his system is he's going to win. That's his system. Oh, that's right. That's his system. I win. I'm going to oh. win. It and... worked, though. <laughs> well, mom has no time for him. Um, or his weird Western love. Weird. This guy, this guy just drives his truck around. Listening going, to Roy wah, Rogers. Wah, wah, wah. You know, as he's driving around, like, I don't. The I could video have done cut-ins the... are so bizarre. So yes. just randomly so, showing Roy Rogers and Trigger? So weird. 
so weird. Yeah, I could have done without all of that. Like he's not a big enough character to warrant those. Honestly, like I, no. So plus, weird. even if he even if he was, the fact that he's constantly listening to Western music and making Roy Rogers references is enough. Yeah, we get it. You like yeah, westerns. Like, I fully understand <laughs> that he likes the stuff. Thank um, you. I need to make a comment about the hat when we get to it. Okay. I'll make sure to throw it to you there. Put a pin in it. Thank you. So what's worse is that this guy is so into mom that but he knows nothing about her. Like he doesn't know she's a mom, which he only discovers when he goes to deliver a package to the house and kills the twin snowman by stepping on them. Yep. And they were in total Michelle Tanner mode in this scene like you're in trouble mister yep full attitude Um, for sure attitude which Dalton twins they could do had a way of delivering attitude on tv which you know i mean matt yurick matt yurick's whole tgi podcast is based around them right you either rate something a you got it dude or that's right what's the other one no way, Jose. No way, Jose. No way, Jose. Yep, that's it. So, what happens here, Julia, when the twins decide to run away? Uh, we have this little montage of them packing things up and getting ready to go. They're very thorough with their packing. And they even have to leave their, their lovies favorite stuffed behind. monkeys. Yeah, yeah. Which is a little heartbreaking. <laughs> Wouldn't fit, so they hugged them and they threw them back on the bed. King and Kong. That's right. King of um, Kong. I thought that was cute. So they they pack up. They get on their bikes. Um, we have some of that kind of funniness about which kid's right, which one's right. I, we go this way. No, we actually go this way. And then they realize, oh, shoot, they're not allowed to cross the street. But guess what? Just pulled up to the curb. A bus. Let's get on the city bus. Because that's not crossing the street. Where they sit next to... Who I can only assume is a deranged old woman giving herself the weather report on the bus. Yeah. What was that? Well, you never know when somebody's going to need a stand-in for the weather. Oh, my gosh. Question. Yes. How many people see these two six-year-old girls traversing the bus by themselves? And not even think twice about it. And don't raise an eyebrow. Yeah, this wasn't the 80s anymore, people, where kids were out till like 10 o'clock at night by themselves on their bikes. This is the 90s now. More dangerous world. We have serial killers and we have, you know, abductors and we have people putting razor blades in candy. Yep. Not in this universe. Not till Halloween. Not to double double toy on trouble. Put a pin in that. Does it get dark? There. And it's like an evil witch who has Let's her put twin a sister in that trapped forever. in a mirror and she, you know, oh, the twins come back in the family. They could free her on like Halloween night. And of course, that's why she hates Olsen twins that she wants to dispose of them before they can free her sister. So she plans on trapping them in the mirror dimension too. And Good lord. It's kind of dark. Sounds and they like get help dark. from like a, a circus clown and a grave digger and a con man. Yeah. <sighs> a clown. It's dark. All right. She makes a good witch, though. Cloris Leachman, just saying. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, so they get on this bus, and the bus ends up not panning out um, because... It the only bus goes take? to the edge of town. That's right. Not Edge... Edgmonton? Edgemont. Edgemont. 
Um, so they, where do they go from here? I'm sorry. They, well, they, this is where up, they spot the, they see the, they see, oh, they see the truck. They see the truck. They see the truck. And, and they, it happens to be our buddy's truck, which is funny. It happens to be Eddie's truck. And, and like the luckiest coincidence ever. That's right. So they get in the truck and it takes him by surprise as he's driving down the road and finds out he has two stowaways. That also happened to be because, his. Because she, I have to go to the bathroom. That's right. <laughs> because it's his crushes kids as well. So, yeah. So we have kid I bathroom did, stuff. He takes them to the restaurant. I, I did like that whole scene. I told her to go before we left. But she <laughs> she never listens. <laughs> yeah, as they're sitting at the bar waiting for her to come out. The, at the yeah. biker bar they ran into. That's right. <laughs> That's right. Um. And so then there's a little scene with them in the restaurant. He buys them some ice cream and just kind of gets some details from them, right? They'll have sandwiches, peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. He, mm-hmm. They admit to him what they're doing. They're running away to give their mom a break. And he promises, he doesn't tell them he's calling their mom to bring them home, but he, prom- he promises them to bring them to grandma's. That's right. Now at this point, mom realizes the girls are missing and calls a detective grimp. Who is probably one of the more incompetent cops we've ever seen on any of our... That's saying something. For sure. (laughs) It's saying something. Um, Who, for some reason, and I don't understand why, halfway through this decides to start investigating the mom. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we'll get to that, because there is a reason for it. Sort of, but not really. Mom didn't do anything. (laughs) Anyway. Uh, So... Eddie calls them, hey, I've got the girls. And she's like, oh, stay there. I'm gonna br- I'll am gonna, i be right over. He's like, no, no, no. I have to finish my delivery. I'll bring them home later. Now, I'm not, not a parent. No. But no. if my kids went no. missing. Yes. Exactly. This is not and the reaction. with somebody I think is incompetent. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, Eddie, well, first, he plays their birthdays at the lotto ticket, right? At the Sunday joint. And yeah. he's like, hold on to the ticket for me. Yep. Um, because that's so, what I'm going to do, too. I'm going to trust a six-year-old to hold something. I I mean, he, he legitimately believes he's going to win the lottery. <laughs> and he gives this ticket to a six-year-old because yeah. that is something you do. Yeah. But, th- but then he realizes he can make the most of a bad situation because these kids are cute. And what do cute kids bring in? The money. So that's he right. basically utilizes their child labor to start delivering all the pa- Christmas packages and he just sits by his truck while they go up to doors posing to- <laughs> yeah. posing as their father are they allowed yeah. to get have you ever have you ever tipped a delivery person like like no. a package no. delivery person no is that no. a thing okay it's not a thing like we do at Chris at Christmas we you we tip our mail person but like right exactly but, but not I don't the UPS guy like... every time he comes to your door no exactly good, good. Good God, I so, broke. Yeah. Yeah, me <laughs> <too>. flat, <laughs> broke. <laughs> I, I wouldn't be able to order the packages I keep having delivered if I had to do that. But literally every person tips in this world, so. Yes. Makes them bank off these and girls. Then, and then he buys the lottery ticket with the winnings. With, not the winnings. Yeah, okay. With the tips. <laughs> and this is where the girls find out. He's taking them home. After and this last package, he has to deliver. So, happy. first of all, we also see how far he has driven. 
And the way they find out is they drive past mom's work, which leads us to believe that mom works somewhere close to, to home. How big is this guy's route? <laughs> yeah, <I know. laughs> he must be the only, uh, the only FTD FPD driver. driver in the FPD. city. <laughs> Isn't too fun. So they get, he goes to deliver <laughs> the last, he goes to deliver the last package. And this is where we meet our bandits, Ray Perlman and Jerry Van Dyke speed walking down the street and as they are an older couple mm-hmm. he drops his fanny pack for he can't bend down to pick it up so eddie bends down to pick it up for him and they knock him down hop yeah. in the truck and speed away not realizing the girls are in the back that's right all right we're gonna take another pause here and talk about the logistics of knocking people out in films and tv shows it is not that easy to knock somebody unconscious, but in every show, you know, when somebody hits somebody over the head, they get knocked out. I've taken a lot of head injuries, y'all. I had a brain freaking, like I had a brain bleed. I was in the hospital. I did not go unconscious. Like it is not that easy to knock people out. And I'm kind of tired of this all the time. There are hits in football that they look like they don't get hit that hard, but it's like they hit them just right. And they go down. Like exactly. Exactly. A- sack of potatoes but the chance of everybody being able to do it in all of these movies on the first try sure mm-mm. i mean i'm not saying it can't happen right but apparently but like this seems to the frequency seems at which to be their happens. go-to <laughs> yeah and this seems to be their go-to play is just knocking people out yeah and stealing their trucks also i would think because he had engaged with them beforehand I would think that somebody would have given a description of these bandits, considering how many times they had done this before. So, and considering how many times they have been arrested, they have a rap sheet because they go through their photo album of mugshots of the girls later on. <laughs> well, we see how inept the police department is, and the well, the detective. Yeah, I guess is. So. I guess it's not the police. Maybe that's whole. true. Police might be great. Yes. Well, we also see that these bandits have hearts of gold, right? Because they're not they really mean do. bandits at all. They're not. Like, when they see the girls, Jerry Van Dyke in particular is very, like... He's a total you know, pushover. He is. I love he, it. like, yeah. He would make a good, he would make a good Santa. Yeah, he could but do Santa, I bet. May he rest in peace, right? He's not I don't think anymore. he can. Not anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously. Uh... So he's like, it, they quickly elicit from the girls why they're in the back of the truck. Mm-hmm. They find out the livery man wasn't their daddy. They were taking him home. He was taking them home to mom. Mm-hmm. And that's when Rare Perlman realizes this is our ticket to like big money. We can mm-hmm. basically not return the girls until they pay us $10,000. So they said, they tell the girls as a reward. So they tell the girls, we are actually Santa's elves and we'll take you to Edgemont where your grandma is. Mm-hmm. And Rhea Perlman ends up calling mom and is like, meet us at the Edgemont carnival tomorrow at three, wear a red hat at the skating rink and bring $10,000 cash and we'll make the swap. We'll take the money. Here's, uh, and we'll give you back the girls. Um, 
I did like how they're not mean to the girls at all to that no. point. Like even after they put them to bed for night, like Jerry Van Dyke, like it makes him wish he he asked his wife, like why didn't we ever have kids? Like he's enjoying their company. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, they take him to like a. I don't Chuck know where they are, but there's thing. a big, yeah, there's like a big Chuck ball e. cheese. pit. Yeah. <laughs> you were right. This ball pit's awesome. <laughs> like, I love it. <laughs> Jerry Van Dyke was a total kid, like playing yeah. in the ball pit. <laughs> a much nice, much cuter scene than when Arnold Schwarzenegger is in the ball pit and jingle all the way. Yeah. He's got ball two. Ball. He's got two. <laughs> Ma- uh, ball pits are disgusting. Yeah, they are. My mother never used to let us play in them. <laughs> Um, uh, Ellie asks, uh, we, we, when Ellie was a little kid, we got her a mini ball pit so that she could play with it at home because same thing. They're disgusting. Yep. So mom is distraught, right? Because she has no, she doesn't have $10,000 right. and Eddie is distraught. Because the girls have his lotto ticket, which ended up being the winning ticket, a winning ticket to get on this lotto show, win mm-hmm. a lotto, where you spin a wheel and win the amount on there. So you're paying all this money not to even it, win money; it's to get on a TV show to possibly win money. Yeah, that's some junk, Obviously. right there. Right? Yeah, that's some junk. And of course, Eddie doesn't tell mom. That's why he's so desperate to get the girls. So she, her heart is melting a little bit here. Like, oh, he's helping me. Like, he really connected with the girls. He's going to help me get them back. But no, he wants he's to take it. Mm-hmm. And he comes up with the idea, hey, we don't have 10 grand, but I'm going to win the lotto tomorrow. I'm going to win the lotto. So what we can do is sell off all the gifts in the back of my truck, get 10 grand in cash, and then when I win the lotto, pay it all back. Like, rebuy everything, get them delivered by Christmas Day. Which is a even, big ask. Because he, he doesn't, he doesn't even know that a, he's going to he win the lotto. Win. <laughs> and he B, steals. He B, the show all is these. Christmas Eve night. And he yeah. says, oh, I'll get them all their gifts back by Christmas Day. That's ambitious. Mm, nope, not possible. I'm with you. This is not okay. Also, where is he selling this stuff this quickly? There, there are just Fun. so many problems Fun chops. Yeah, so he's getting pennies on the dollar. Oh. Not least of which, a problem being their detectives and cops are aware there are FPD bandits pawning off gifts from the back of these trucks. So they're already investigating this, and they get this report of a couple pawning off everything in quick succession. And all of a sudden, the cops start thinking, whoa, whoa. Uh, Eddie and Jewel, Eddie and Rhonda are the FPD bandits, so they put out an APB for their arrest. And this leads us to the next day, Edgemont Carnival, where <laughs> uh, they're going to make the trade. Um, Ray Perlman and Jerry Van Dyke are going to make the trade. Ray Perlman has the cash. He tells Jerry Van Dyke to keep the girls occupied. She goes to the skating rink where Rhonda and Eddie are and they're they see all these red hats on the skating rink so Eddie clears all the red hats off the rink except for Rhonda's now Tom what did you want to say about Rhonda's hat the cowboy hat okay so that's supposed to be a hat that's worn by Roy Rogers I'm sorry that is Jesse from Toy Story's hat (laughs) 
That is not Roy. Agree. That is not Roy Rogers. That is straight up the hat Jesse wore in Toy Story Two. I agree. It one hundred percent was two, two and three and four, two and three. Yeah. So while they're about to initiate this trade, <laughs> Jerry Van Dyke. Well, the girls start getting agitated with Jerry Van Dyke. They're like, "You said you were taking us to see Grandma." And he admits to them, look, I'm not even an elf. Like, I'm just going to be honest with you guys. I'm not an elf. I was never taking you to see Grandma. And they're, they're like, scandalized. Why? They're scandalized. <laughs> We're telling on you. Oh, yeah? Well, who are you going to tell? Santa Claus! <laughs> so, of course, when Jerry Van Dyke isn't looking, they slip away to go visit Santa at this mm-hmm. fair. And I love it. Jerry Van Dyke <laughs> Perlman makes a trade with Rhonda and Eddie. They give her, they give her the cash. And Jerry Van Dyke comes running over. Is that the cash? Yeah. You have to give it back. <laughs> what are you? And she's like, what are you nuts? And he's like, no, <laughs> I lost the girls. <laughs> he's so honest. I love it. <laughs> and he's like, he's like to Ray Perlman, we have to help. Mm-hmm. We, we have to help find them. Mm-hmm. So they begrudgingly start looking for the girls. Him because he wants to find them. Ray mm-hmm. Perlman because they're the ticket to her award mom because they're her girls and eddie's like i have the lotto ticket i have to go and mom's like you are a jerk what a dingus yeah it was all about the money for you you didn't care about the girls dude he's gonna win a hundred he's gonna win 1.5 million dollars isn't that also cute that that used to be considered a lot of money in a lottery right i would take that much money in a lottery I, oh, I, I would too, but like <laughs> we had the we had the lottery that topped a billion, though. Remember? Yeah. Like, it's just, yeah. So Eddie feels a little guilty here after Rhonda runs off. He pockets the ticket and starts looking for the girls too. Now the girls are with Santa, and they just annoy him too. He's like, "I need a break." He gets off this sleigh. Now they put this fair, put Santa on an actual wagon. Hitched to horses, horses mm-hmm. yep, with a red nose and antlers on their head. Mm-hmm. So Which the, the girls, girls do realize lost... they're not real reindeer. Eventually, right? They're kind of eventually. upset. Eventually, so <laughs> they uh, the girls are like, you know what? Santa's not going to help us. Jerry Van Dyke and Ray Perlman didn't help us. Maybe Rudolph here can help us take us to mom's house, to grandma's house. So they take the reins and they're like, yeah, yeah. And the wagon takes off. And of course there are two six year old girls who can't control two horses who are happy for their freedom now, like escaping Mm -hmm. from this fair. And everyone panics because apparently there's like a ravine at the end of the road. Of course (laughs) there is. (laughs) And the horses are magnetically drawn to it. Okay. Which, has anyone ever seen a horse, how easily they get spooked? They are not running right up to the edge of a freaking ravine like that. No, idiots. But these horses are idiots, Mm -hmm. and they take off with the girls. (laughs) And they're scandalized, because while they're running through the forest, the antlers come off, and they're like, Rudolph is just a red-nosed horse! (laughs) 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 That made me laugh. So, of course... The fair is panicking, and this is where Eddie realizes not only can he save the day here, but he was made for this moment because this is his cowboy moment. Mm-hmm. So he takes a horse from the little circle it's walking in, 
mm-hmm. and takes off after them. And again, we get this these weird black and white shots interspersed, which totally kept taking me out of the scene. Yeah, yeah. It, it kept ruining the tension for me. Yes. The tension that they were trying to build. Tension. Tension. You know, it is what it is. Yeah. Um, so Eddie catches up with the wagon. He jumps on the back of the wagon. His horse just off and disappears somewhere. <laughs> we never see it again. Uh, <laughs> he climbs. He jumps off the wagon onto one of the horses pulling the wagon. Uh-huh. Like pretty impressive for a guy who just watches westerns <laughs> i mean he's obsessed and with them 10 minute, 10 feet from the ravine he manages to steer the horses away and slow them down and the day is saved everybody's watching but at this even point. better everybody yes even better for eddie everyone is watching including Rhonda, who you could tell is just Ooh. like I'm going to drop my pants through this guy later on tonight. Uh, <laughs> he ew. just saved her, her Pervert! <laughs> uh, <laughs> so they go back. Well, no. The horses magically leave them to Grandma's house. Because he oh, can't control right. where they're going. And Rhonda's like, where are you going? And he's like, I don't know. The horses just take us somewhere. And they yeah, they were about to Thelma and Louise off this ravine. And then all of a sudden they're super chill and they go right to Grandma's. Obviously, they got it. They still, I mean, you have to let the kids get what they want, right? That's how these usually end. And grandma comes running out of the house, happy to see them, not perturbed at all by this wagon or the strange man they're with. No. Um, mom shows up because somehow she knew that's where they were gonna go. I don't know how she knew that. Um, well, the girls had told. Not John Stamos, and not John Stamos had told her what the ultimate plan was. And... Well, no, right. But I meant, how does she know that's where the horses were going? Oh. The horses know that's where they're going. Right. Yeah. So, mom shows up, and she apologizes to the girl. She was just frustrated. You two are the most important things to me. I love you. And they're all, and the girls are like, yay, let's spend Christmas. No. Then Rhonda apologizes to Eddie about the lotto ticket, that he's going to miss the win a lotto. Mm-hmm. And he's like, it's fine. There are more important things, essentially. And the girls are like, yay, we're all happy. Let's spend Christmas together. But what happens? (gasps) The detectives comes in and arrests them for being the FPD bandits. Dun, dun, dun. And then for some reason, he drives them all back to the fair, including Grandma and the girls, where he drops them off to only then take them away to the station. Because he has to claim, oh, he does drive them to the fair. No. Yes. How weird is that? Yes, he does. Yeah, like, yeah he does. Because why would why? that? Well, I mean, isn't that where you would think you would go? <laughs> uh, and this is where the girls are like, the detective's like, uh, the girls are going to be in your grandmother's custody until whenever you get out. And the girls are like, can we come with you? And she says, like, no, mommy. Uh, no, sweeties. Just listen to grandma. And, uh, Jerry Van Dyke is like, you know, his heart is melting. He's like, he's like, we have to confess. And him and a more reluctant rare pearl man confess, we're actually the FPD bandits. They had nothing to do with it. So arrest us instead. Which is very sweet. They had a nice... Sweet. Jerry Van Dyke was my favorite character in this movie. He was my favorite too. Yeah. Isn't he going to be your favorite <laughs> in most things he's in? That's probably true. Yeah. He was my favorite on Coach. 
Yeah. And that's Dauber was my favorite. That, that coach. Dauber was that... my favorite. <laughs> that whole cast is great. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they realize Detective has to drive back to town. And if he uses his siren and speeds away, they can get to the Winolato game show in time. And he's like, no chance. And then the girls are like, please, it's Christmas. Christmas. And then the whole crowd starts chanting, it's Christmas. 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 Even Jerry Van Dyke and (laughs) Rand Perlman are chanting it. And if I was this detective at the time, I would just do it to shut them all up, too. (laughs) So he puts them all in the back of their car, speeds back to the city. And they get to win a lotto studio where they run in. Just as well, they can't get in, they can't get in, right? They can't get in. So, how do they sneak in? They give the girls the ticket, they give one of the girls the ticket, and she runs past, yep, and stops the show right before it ends. And Bob Saget, who is so young here, man, he was a baby. I I forgot he was in this movie, like as a cameo. So, I and Lori Laughlin, yeah. Yeah, but I mean, given Bob Saget, we lost him like two weeks ago. Like, it's not, it's good timing to have him in yeah. the movie on our show. Yeah, but it was a wonderful that. surprise from my perspective since I had never yeah. seen it. I was like, oh my gosh, and, it was a total highlight. And Bob Saget and Lori Laughlin here are basically playing their full house characters, the morning mm-hmm. show characters that they had on that show. They're like, come on down. Yep. Of course you can spin the wheel. And, you know, he's making really corny, stupid dad jokes. <laughs> um, like he was so young. It was so good to see him, though. Mm-hmm. And they spin the wheel. And what happens? He like wins! Not only does he win, he wins a jackpot. So $1.5 million. We saw before this other people just winning like $500. Now, how pissed would you be? You're playing this lotto ticket every day for years. You get on the show, you spin the wheel, and you only win 500 which is probably less than you spent on all the tickets over the years. Probably. Gosh. <laughs> yeah, so. Um, so they win the jackpot. Mm-hmm. And... Eddie has really had a change of art here because he's not keeping all the money for himself. He's going to split it with Rhonda and the girls who have won over his heart. And as the balloons start falling, Rhonda and Eddie kiss. And one of the twins is like, Mommy, you're missing all the fun. And she's like, No, I'm not. No, I'm not. She goes, <laughs> she goes back to kissing Eddie. And Ugh. the end. That That's our that's our movie. No, I, I, yeah, that's our movie. It ends there, right? They don't end up going back to Grandma. They get in the truck at the end, and they say they're heading off to Grandma's, and as they drive mm-hmm. off through the snow starts falling, and that's the end of the movie. No! They win. No. They buy back all the gifts. That they, they get every one of them. Somehow, in the space of, like, three or four hours before Christmas morning. It's a Christmas miracle. Um, they deliver them all. Wrap and deliver them all. Eddie gives the girls a princess barbie they've been looking at the whole movie and wanted. oh that's right which is very sweet and then they say they're all going they're gonna drive back to isn't Grand it cute Christmas. isn't it cute to think that this highly sought after gift was available on christmas eve <laughs> at the last minute it's so cute <laughs> all i could think of was dwight la 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 ka-ching <laughs> exactly <laughs> 
Um, and then, yeah, they all get in the truck to drive to spend Christmas Day with Grandma. The end. And scene. That was a movie. That was a movie. Yeah, it was hokey. It was hokey. It was definitely hokey. It was, a, it was, it was cute. Ellie loved it. Ellie loved it. Did she? I had I had fun she watching did. it with Sarah. Sarah had never seen it. She was a big Full House fan growing up. She was prime age for the Olsen twins in general. So she like she has a soft spot for the Olsen twins. So she enjoyed it. I enjoyed watching it with her. You know how mm-hmm. sometimes watching it with the right people in the right setting is perfect. So as it started to snow outside, watching it with Sarah, you know, it was nice. Um, it was it was enjoyable. It was so for me, it falls into one of those. It's so campy and like roll your eyes bad. It's fun if you're with the right people to watch. And it was for me. Sure. So I had fun watching it. Um, Ultimate birth control for me, though. I, t- I told Sarah, you don't, don't have to worry about me pressing you for kids anytime soon. Man. Oh, man. Um, These poor kids. But, but I will... I, you know, it's what you would expect, honestly, from the creator of Full House and the Olsen twins at that age. Sure. When you look, when it boils down to it. Now, did you watch it with Jude or anyone, Julia? No, it was mostly me. He popped in a few times when he heard it. You know, like when he heard Santa, he came over and he's like, what you doing again? <laughs> but it didn't keep his interest. But That Santa was weird looking, by the way. He was weird. He's not a great Santa. <laughs> he was- he, the whole thing was weird. I'm just not a fan of that Santa. He was no. a fast runner, too. There's an overlook this way. Like, Boy, he was, <laughs> he was booking like, it, wasn't he? <laughs> you can he cut really him off was. at the pass. He's really booking it. Uh, <laughs> um, so, was this a Christmas movie? No. Nope. No, it was set at Christmas. And yeah. it's funny that they used... And even that was of grand... no consequence. Right, which is weird, because they shot it in Vancouver. They must not have shot it in winter, because Vancouver gets tons of snow. So it they must have shot the it in summer, the... summer. Yeah. Um, it's weird that they titled it to Grandmother's House We Go as well, because that is a Thanksgiving song. Over the river and through the woods. Over the river and through the hmm. woods. Uh, it's 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 a Thanksgiving poem that was tra- turned into a Thanksgiving song by the New England Boys song about Thanksgiving Day. Interesting. So, okay. Which is why it's used at the end of a Charlie Brown Thanksgiving when they're going to grammar. Right. Makes sense. Does it have any sort of a Linus moment? I mean, we could argue that dude eventually decided there was something more important than money. Human life. There he is. And he learned. He learned that he could. Human life. <laughs> he could. Human life. He could love. <laughs> but I don't know that's a Linus. I don't know that it's like. There's nothing tied to. I don't know. Maybe. Christmas. Maybe he. He, lo- he learned that his shark you know, grew two times. He 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 he, lo- he he learned that if he shares his million dollars, maybe Rhonda will cook him a nice warm meal. Like he's wanted all these years. All these oof, years. Oof. Oof. He just had to become a millionaire. And suddenly all the problems that she had with him have gone away because now he has the money. <laughs> well, he did he did just save the girls. After he pieced out originally when he got the ticket. Like 
there was not enough. There was not enough to uh, to warrant that big of a switch Mm-mm. in how we view him. That's true. All right then. So, what would y'all? Oh, I didn't. I don't even have it open. What would y'all rank this thing? Three, two. Opening it. Let me open it. I'm giving it a four. That gives us an average of a three, which puts it very low on our list. At it ties it with Jingle All the Way at number 89 on our list. Okay, that feels like a good place. Yeah. Which is funny, because they both have ball pit scenes. <laughs> yeah, I did come up in this one. That's really funny. <laughs> eventually, we'll revisit the age of these Olsen twins when we do, when eventually I smack Double Double Toil and Trouble on our Halloween movie list. Just to prod Tom a little bit. You're a terrible um, person. <laughs> pervert (laughs) i did forget to mention at the beginning of the show and we should mention it i thought i had mentioned it because this is take two of recording i mentioned it a few days ago um the actor who the original voice actor charlie brown passed away sadly and that's worth noting because we've covered him how many times on this show yeah Um, he took his his own own life life, from depression which is sad yeah, so if you're if anyone out there is suffering from depression or mental health issues, just know you're not alone. You know, reach out to someone. People love you. And, you know, I deal with mental health issues myself. I know Tom and Julia, everyone does, really. We need to talk about it more. So if you ever need someone in your life, feel free to re- message me. So you have a very supportive Christmas loving family in the group. Seriously, made some of my best friends in this group and everyone is very supportive of each other. Are we talking so. the same group? <laughs> anyway, we had <laughs> we had an amazing question of the week from Stephen Beach, which I'm going to read to you right now. Disco 54, Stephen Beach wrote We've just gone through a couple of the worst Christmases in most people's living memory. Really the worst since World War II. Has it made you reevaluate what Christmas is and should be? And if so, will you spend less or will you go harder on Christmas as the world returns to normal? Um, I'll go first. So it has been harder, but I think it has forced us to go a little harder on Christmas. And I feel like in our neighborhood, at least with... Christmas decorations as an example, right? This year, particularly, I feel like a lot more people participated and a lot more people have left them up longer. And I think maybe it's because they need a little Christmas right this very minute. Um, Christmas is so insular to our little nuclear family most of the time anyway, that I don't know that we felt as much can't get together with our extended family as lots of people probably did, especially if people are really spread out and really separated by not being able to travel and all of that. So I'm probably not as affected as a lot of our friends are. So my take might be a little different. Tom, how about you? You know, uh, I try to look on the good and I look at how the last few years have um, forced me to slow down to internalize a lot more with my family, to spend more time with them, and that's been a pretty good thing. 
as a, so um, while our external activities have decreased, especially around, you know, not especially, but including around Christmas, um, I think we're going to keep that because it's been a lot more enjoyable without all the hustle and bustle and um, excess distractions. And I've rather enjoyed that. I'm going to be the negative Nelly here. Yes, it affected me badly. Um, I'm going to actually read, because we got some comments on this, and Matt Yurich, uh Gary Blauman, uh, TGI, <laughs> TGI Podcast, he really sums up how I feel about it. Um, he wrote, it weirdly feels like it's lost some of the spark for me. I still love the season, the decorations, movies, music, and shows, but it just felt it's just felt off. It's been easier for me to move on once it's over. I think it's taught me how important the little things are with family. It doesn't have to be perfect or exactly as I remembered from my younger years, which is 100% true. It's taught me that as well, but it has been the past two, three years since COVID started and the world's gone to crap. Um, it has been easier for me to move on. Like, I remember three years ago chastising Julia for, like, taking her Christmas stuff down before New Year's, but... Yeah by new year's day i'm taking my stuff down the past two years like it's just i'm ready at that point just to take it down mm -hmm. um and i never used to be like that until the world started changing i hope to when the world starts getting back to normal and we can do bigger parties and see more people and stuff again mm -hmm. and that some of that spark returns for me uh, but yeah, that's how I feel. I it's wonder awesome if it's spark, but I do love the season still. Obviously, I still love hosting a year-round Christmas podcast. Of love, of course, I love the season. <laughs> I wonder how much of that though is is I don't know. It's because Julia, you're in the you're in a uh, a similar but much more um, much bigger um, setting. I wonder how much of that has to do with us with with like when we're slowing down, we're slowing down and having more intentional time with our children. I don't know. I think that's what made it better. It's well, I don't think I know that Ellie is what's made it more bearable for me. Mm -hmm. So anyway, tell us what you think. I had another question of the week. I was going to well, share. Well, well, before yeah. we get oh. to that, we did get some answers. I wanted to read. We only got like four more. Michelle, Michelle Kildwell wrote, "It's lost some of its spark for me. I've realized that the foundation of my holiday spirit is going to church in person during the Advent season. Something we haven't been able to do the last two years." Yep, I felt that one. That one really resonated with me. That's the part that's felt like it was missing. <clears throat> yep. Oh, well, see, the good that. thing is if you the good thing is if you come from an Orthodox tradition, Advent's not a big deal, so you're fine. <laughs> Terry Wood wrote, not sure if it's just me getting older, but the season just this season just seemed to blitz by. It seems like it was Halloween just the other day. All the kids in our family are teens or older, so some of the magic is gone, but still great to get together and enjoy each other's company. Mm-hmm. Al Alonso Duraldi wrote, good question. We had to rethink our celebrations, which traditionally include having 20 to 30 people over for dinner on Christmas Eve. Our decorating now gets concentrated on the front of the apartment since we were having just one or two people over at a time. In 2020, distance and masks were sitting outside on our balcony. And we haven't made our annual trip out to the Aero Theater in Santa Monica to watch It's a Wonderful Life. But we're still baking, exchanging gifts, enjoying holiday music movies, and generally seeking the joy of the season, even if we're doing so remotely for most of the people in our lives. Hmm. And then Rebecca Ball wrote, the things we've missed is the doing thing, seeing Father Christmas shows, parties with our friends. We've not spent any different, we've not spent any differently and we'll continue to stay on budget, but we've got, we've now got an entertainment pot ready. It's helpful that TTPB was probably a time bit too young for those things, but this year we want to do everything. Hmm. 
I agree with Terry Wood, though. This season, I feel like it goes by faster every year. I was feeling that before COVID, though. It does, yeah. I feel like the Christmas creep, too, is starting earlier every year. Mm -hmm. Because I feel like Halloween season, fall and back to school starts earlier every year. Starting earlier and earlier in July, which means Christmas is starting earlier and earlier before Halloween. Mm -hmm. Which I'm fine with, because those are my favorite time of the year fall through (laughs) christmas right Mm -hmm. but it does make it go by really quick Mm -hmm. i was talking to jerry d yesterday when recording with him um how because he was talking about how the end of the year just flies by for him and i was like me tom and julia talk about that every year we're always playing like let's get our bonus episodes recorded like by the end of summer so we're not (laughs) scrambling end of the year and then sure enough no matter our best intentions we're scrambling the end of the year because things keep coming up the season just disappears in the blink of an eye Mm -hmm. so but i am curious to see what people think and tom you have a question for people to think about for next week you said nah let's wait we'll do that next week we'll wait to hear from people about how the, the this has changed for them all right well where can people let us know that online uh they can go to our social media and they can find that on our link tree which is linktree.com slash tis the podcast what else can they access from our link tree julia uh patreon which is where we have a um, bunch of extra content that you get access to for a minimum of a dollar a month it is a subscription kind of vault of recordings um, but there is a ton of stuff in there um, a bunch of new stuff went in there last year, um, big plans for this year, and it's a great way to hear non-Christmas content, but also lots of other friends of Tis the Podcast, both listeners and listeners that have their own podcast as well. Um, Anthony's put a ton of work into it, and um, it's a fun place for extra content if that's your bag. Also stay tuned, because next week... It's been a long time, but we're returning to Charles Dickinson's classic, A Christmas Carol, by covering Scrooge, the 1970 version with starring Albert Finney. That's right. And the week after that, we're covering a brand new made-for-TV movie, which served as a series finale, Zoe's Extraordinary Christmas, which served as the series finale of Zoe's Extraordinary Playlist. So okay. I haven't watched it or the show, but I heard the show is amazing and I heard the movie was amazing. So okay. we'll see. We had a lot of fans who recommended we get that on our list. So we'll see. Exciting times coming up. We're all, we're going to be in February soon. Finally. That's insane. Finally. Finally. Because th- that also means there's only 7,704 hours until Christmas. That's 321 days. It's 45 weeks. 46 weeks. 46. Dadgummit. Why can I never get guess right? <laughs> That's You're always within weeks. a week. <laughs> I know. It's only 46 weeks. So do your homework. And we'll talk to you next week, y'all. Bye. Bye. Over the river and through the woods to grandmother's house we go. The horse knows the way to carry the sleigh through white and drifted snow. Over the river and through the woods, oh, how the wind does blow. It stings the toes and bites the nose as over the ground we go. Everybody now. Over the river and through the woods to grandmother's house we go. The horse knows the way to carry the sleigh through wide and drifted snow. Over the river and through the woods, oh how the wind does blow. It 
skate We seem to go extremely slow It is so hard to wait Over the river and through the woods Now grandmother's cat I spy Hooray for the fun, is a pudding done? Hooray for the pumpkin pie Hooray for the fun, is a pudding done? Hooray for the pumpkin pie Hooray!